This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Is actually threatening me. That is actually threatening me. He's like, you are not going to get to this story because you you don't really have anything. My wife wouldn't have ever said anything about my trip to the Social Security. Well, there's nothing she could say to dispute my... She wasn't there. She wasn't there. Oh, she doesn't have to dispute. She doesn't have to dispute. She has quite a different take on it, however. I don't see how. And we'll get to that right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. <laughs> Look at... So bad, bad just two minutes ago. You don't have a story. Now he's mad. Yeah, I am. Now he's mad. Yes, I am. My wife happens to talk to your wife, uh, which is every day. It's a really bad development. That sure is. That's a, it's I know. you know, it's that's a fairly a recent tone. development, and yes. and I don't like it. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to stop. A bad so they've been they've been uh, friends now for the last couple of years. I mean, close friends for a couple of years now, talking every day, and uh, and and they actually talk probably more than Pat and I do. Probably. Yeah, and I probably. consider Pat my best friend. And they're, I, they're at school together all day all the, long, all day, all day long. And all they have to do is talk to each so other. So I brought up Pat's story. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. On the, if you missed the story from mm-hmm. Monday, I think it was, yes, right? Sir. The second day of my vacation last week, Jackie comes to me. You need to go to the Social Security office to take care of April's Social Security card. Okay. All right. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that's what men do. We take care of all the... Uh, and nothing screams uh, vacation. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, like the, the Social, Social Security, Security Office. office. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yes. What, well, could you just say that part again? That's what meant what? Go ahead and say that again. That's what men do. We take care of the minutia, the nonsense, got it. Okay. the difficult Okay, good, good, good. stand good. in line and I wait for hours. I got it, I got it. So I start doing some research on what I need, and I go to a website, and I find that you need uh, the birth certificate, and you need some form of ID verification, like a doctor's thing that's signed. So I find a doctor's bill, it's signed. It's dated, and that's what it said to have. And so uh, I, I also call the Social Security Administration just to be sure that this is what I need because I didn't want to waste the trip. It's a 45-minute drive, conveniently located, just 45 minutes from my home. <laughs> so it's 90 minutes just driving. Anyway, I, I, called, I called ahead, and I got put on hold for uh, half an hour. And it's one of those holds that rings and then goes back to the music, and then it rings, and it goes back to the music. That's how they get you, operator the rings, oh, good, I'm going to get somebody. Yes. So, oh, good, at the end, uh, it rings, and an automated voice comes on. Uh, all our operators continue to be busy. Thank you for calling. Try again later. Click. Like, oh, my gosh. After a half hour! 
<laughs> Why did you tell me that in the first minute and a half? <laughs> so I get in the car and I drive up. And uh, I wait for another hour and a half at the Social Security office until my number is called. And I, I go up and say, okay, here's my, here's my daughter's birth certificate. I can't and wait until all of our medical things are like this. I, and it will be. Oh, it yeah. will be. Um, so I presented them the, with this stuff. And he says, oh, yeah, we can't accept that. I'm like, well, it, it's a doctor's record dated in... Signed, no, it needs her birth date on it, and it has to be stamped. Stamped? With what? It just has to, you, you go, they know what to do, so just go to your doctor and ask <laughs> him for that. <laughs> I'm like, well, can I, can I mail this in? Is that possible? Oh, sure, sure you can. You just have to include your driver's license. Wait, my actual driver's license, or can I do a cop? Oh, no, you can't copy it and send it. <laughs> well, what you're say. saying to me then is I really can't mail it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not mail could it. I, drivers. Could I just mail this in? Yeah. Well, yes. You'll yes. have to put it in an envelope with an anvil. But yes, <laughs> yes you could. Yeah. You could mail it. <laughs> all right. Go all the way back home and uh, and and try again the next day. So the next day, I, I go and find some more records. I think I have everything I could possibly need. I go again. I wait again. This is probably a shorter wait because I got there a little bit earlier, so maybe it's 40 minutes while I'm there at the facility. I get called up, and the uh, sweetheart behind the desk tells me, no, we don't accept this. A it's got to be an actual actual record, a medical record from your doctor. It can't be a bill. It can't be just something you got from the doctor. It's got to have her birth date. It's got to be signed by the doctor. It has to be dated by the doctor, and it has to have oh my gosh. some sort of official seal from the doctor. I'm like, are doctors really in the business of doing records for the Social Security office? Well, we get them. Yeah, we get plenty of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. I also have I actually brought, because it has her social security uh, number on it, so I brought my tax records. And I said, this is another government agency you might be familiar with. It's the IRS! <laughs> They're more powerful than you. You can't, the, can they not help me verify that this is my daughter, this is her identity, I've claimed her on my tax receipt. If this is fraudulent, I'm going to jail for it. No, I'm sorry, that's not, a, that's not an accepted form with the Social Security Administration. Okay, so we've cleared up the wall between the FBI and CIA, but not between <laughs> and the freaking IRS. <laughs> Second day in a row, I've wasted two and a half hours or three hours, so I'm up to about six and a half, seven hours. No problem, you can get to it on Friday. So on Friday, I think, okay, obviously they're not open on Thanksgiving. I go to check the website. I call again. I wait another half hour just to make sure, because I'm trying to find out if they're open on Friday. I get the same deal. I wait for 15, 20 minutes. It rings. It tells me uh, everybody's busy. Try again later. Click. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I check the website, and I find out it does say specifically we're closed Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. It says nothing about being closed Friday. Hours are 9 to 5, I think, or 9 to 4 on Friday. So I drive up on Friday at 9 in the morning. Closed tighter than a drum. Three days! <laughs> in a row and to, I've wasted I, eight hours on this thing and i think you pointed out earlier the last time we talked this about this is they did say they were off for thanksgiving yeah they it did. wasn't like you were like oh you right. should have known yeah. or whatever they actually did specifically they say specifically no thanksgiving spelled out thanksgiving were closed but not friday. not friday you went on friday and they were closed right i will say that you it's weren't you weren't here glenn but the story that pat told there is 
almost the same story. There's nothing that changed. Oh, there's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing to disagree with on the story. See? There's nothing to disagree with. Here's what happened. I got in the All car right. last night. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you hear about Pat's frustrating? She said, oh, don't feel bad for him. And I said, what? Okay, this is going to piss me off. <laughs> I, said, I said, what? And she said, you're both alike. And I said, wait, what the hell? Why? What? what? How am I roped into this now? And she said, you're both alike. And I said, what? And she said, how long did you have your airline ticket and your driver's license before you said, what airline ticket? What driver's license? Now, we're flying back home uh, on Monday, and uh, she hands me my airline ticket and my driver's license because we keep them all together when we travel. So uh, she, she hands it to me. I give it to the guy, and I put it in my pocket. We walk down. We get to the gate, and we're sitting down, and she said, you have your airline ticket and your driver's license? And I'm like, no, I didn't I give that to you. She said, no, you didn't give it to me. And I'm like, okay, well, hang on. I check my pocket. It's in my pocket. And she makes a big deal out of, you would lose your head. How could, I'm like, I didn't lose it. It's in my pocket. I just forgot I didn't give it back to you five minutes ago. So anyway, she said, oh, you're both alike. You, you, you both would lose your head, and you're just, just so lazy and blah, blah, blah. Lazy? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so oh. I said, I said, so can we, what happened with the, the, with the Pat story? And she said, Jackie said, oh, don't feel bad for him. Um, it's the first time that he has gone and actually had to stand in line for any of these things. That is unbelievable. You guys just that is don't. Un- you, wow. you guys just don't ever. I do am it. the one who we always are- goes to the DMV. I am the one who always goes to Social Security. I am the one who always takes care of this kind of absolute mundane crap. <laughs> she doesn't have to stand in line. No, that's not the story. Wow. wow. I'm about to story. dial my look. <laughs> 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 we apparently never do oh, any of that. Man. And you are worse than I. You know, cuz because why? Why <clears throat> how do I have that label because I don't know. I have a job in radio and when I move, I'm the first one to move. So she's left behind to take care of those details. That's the no story, Pat. But that's that's attached then to everything. 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 Right. Well, I've moved 19 times without you. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll quit my job and I'll help you move. But then there won't be a reason to move. (laughs) (laughs) This seems, I would say, a tad deeper than a trip to the uh, Social Security (laughs) office. Doesn't it, though? (laughs) Yeah. It does. It does seem like there might be a little more to the story. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like there's a, the, the oh. Titanic. It's just a little iceberg above the water, and then there's a lot more under the water. <laughs> under the surface. Mm-hmm. Should I tell him the rest, too? Seriously, is there more? Oh, we have. Yes. yes. All right. I don't, you I guys don't, all know. I tell him the rest? <laughs> I only know one little additional detail. Yeah, and I um, wanted him to know it in advance because I knew right. how pissed you would be. Huh? <clears throat> so, so that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just start to laugh. And I said, oh, I can't wait to share this. And she said, what? 
And I said, oh, I can't wait to say this on the right. air with Pat because Jackie G said, no, Jackie just said, don't feel bad for him because there's a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm talking about you. I'm like, wait, wait, what the hell? How did this happen? So wait, this is really about you the whole time? This is about me the whole time. You're so bad at listening, you didn't even realize it was about you? (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Well, I want to thank you, Pat. Oh, man. I want to thank you for wrecking my life. (laughs) Even when you have a bad story, it comes back on me. Pat, you, you, is the lawyer on hold? Or? <laughs> he he was. I might have. <laughs> All right. And now this. You might need separate bedrooms or separate beds. That's why Casper is there. They can make a, for $1,000, you could sleep in another room on a comfortable bed. A uh, thousand bucks, I think it's under $1,000, is their most expensive top of the line king size. Um, and I'll tell you, there's just not a better bed that you'll, you'll ever sleep on. The better sleep you have, the better you feel. Casper. They invented the, a mattress with two high-tech foams that guarantee you sleep cool and comfortable with all of the support you need. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper mattress. It is a totally different thing. Um, it, you'll have a great night's sleep. You could try it out in your own home for 100 nights. If you don't like it, you just ship it back to them. They come and pick it up, actually, and it's um, 100%. Pat's just giving me this look like, you son of a... <laughs> yeah, well, I feel the same way about you, brother. Um, <laughs> Casper Mattress. Uh, offer code is Beck. Uh, terms and conditions do apply, but check it out now. Best night's sleep you'll have. Casper.com, offer code Beck casper.com offer code beck you're listening to the glenn beck program the glenn beck program i will be my job i have made my choice we will overcome because we have one mercury The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep, casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress, casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello and 
Welcome to the program. I um, I want to share a story, and especially if you're watching us um, on uh, the Blaze TV or on the podcast at glenbeck.com or however you're watching us, if you happen to be viewing us, I'll describe it here in a second. But this is so much more than a sweater. I think, is, is this not one of the most beautiful children's sweater you've ever seen? Yes, and... That's great. The other items in the story that surround this was fascinating. Fascinating. So this is something Tanya and I bought um, for our my grandson. Um, he's never going to get it. Um, <laughs> this is one of the most beautiful sweaters I've ever seen. In fact, I was talking to my son-in-law about it. He just brought it, he brought it in. He's like, where did you get this? And um, I said... Uh, I'll tell you later why. And he said, this is some of the most beautiful work I've seen. He said, this would cost 500 bucks. Oh, and he knows fashion. He knows fashion. He's like, this is a $500 sweater. Easy. Um, and you, you could tell it's all handmade. And it's just beautiful. Was it Bergdorf Goodman he worked at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a long time. Which is like the Neiman Marcus yeah, times 10 in New York. Um, and so it's a beautiful handmade sweater for a little child. The story behind this sweater is so, I just don't ever want my grandson to even wear it. I just want to keep it, you know. Um, This sweater um, was made by a woman that Mercury One, through you, and the Nazarene Fund saved. She was kidnapped along with her three daughters by ISIS and sold into sex slavery. I think she was able to keep, wasn't she able to keep two of the children with her? Is that right, Jeffy? The the original story was that she had two of the three with her now. I don't know how they got those two. So um, part of the thing that the Nazarene Fund is doing is we are going in and we're trying to find these women and these children that have been captured and been used as sex uh, slaves and bring them out. But there's a problem in the Middle East with um, mental health problems are looked at in the Middle East, kind of like they were looked at maybe in the 1930s. Um, They're shameful and nobody wants to know about sex slaves. Nobody wants to know about mental health problems. And so there's, there's nothing you can do to help rehabilitate these people if you expect them to come to a hospital and get counseling. This is not going to happen. Um, so we found this. We found all these women. We rescued all these women. We rescued this woman and I believe two of her children. And her third is still missing and we're still looking for the third. And we've moved them way up north into a safe area um, and because it's just in this normal community, she can't go to get mental health. Now imagine being raped six times a day and then standing there while some guy is raping your daughter. Imagine what your life is like. Well, you can't get anybody to go to a doctor and you certainly can't get anybody, uh, you can't get them to go to a foreigner. So, <clears throat> and a man... So what we have done is we're working through this other organization that has dressed these, these trucks up as, you know, um, these, these women take off their doctor's clothes and they just go in regular clothes with yarn and knitting needles. 
and they've got a little van, you know, knitting is us or something. And they go to these houses and they say to all the neighbors and everybody, oh, we're teaching her how to knit. And so while they knit, so no one knows what they're doing, they're giving her counseling on how to deal with the loss of her children and the rapes that she endured and everything else. So this was made by a survivor of the ISIS sex slave mm. um, while she was getting counseling. Mm. And we just had a big fundraiser um, for um, Mercury One, and a bunch of this stuff was sold. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were while wow, that sweater is beautiful, uh, there were other items there that were unbelievable. Unbelievable. And socks, because we originally walked up and we're talking about how our grandmothers used to give us these yeah. knitted hats and mittens for Christmas yeah. when we were little kids. And then we found out how these were made, and it was like, oh my well, God. these are a lot better. Oh, my gosh. It, it's just, it was just heart-wrenching and beautiful. And I just wanted to show you today, I wanted to bring this in and show you the beauty of what you have done. Out of the horror, the beauty that you have done, please don't dismiss what you have been a part of if you helped free some of these people in Iraq, these Christians and the Yazidi women. Um, don't dismiss that. I, I want you to know how grateful we are, and more importantly, how grateful they are to you for saving their life and the lives of their children. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. glad you tuned in today. We want to talk about fake news um, a little bit tomorrow, but I I will tell you that I'm really, listen to the first hour of the podcast today, where we showed you what happened uh, with Tommy Lahren uh, last night in GQ, uh, based on a uh, a, a Trevor Noah uh, interview on The Daily Show, which he is just horrible. Um, (laughs) But she was uh, denounced as the queen of the alt-right. Tommy Lahren is not an alt-writer. She is not. And if you, she is a Marco Rubio supporter, for the love of Pete. And while we disagree on a lot of things, this is why Donald Trump won. Because people are so sick of the press getting away editing and saying whatever they want. The big gotcha moment was her saying, and I'm just going to give it to you the link the press is, so what did the KKK do? What did the KKK? Well, if you don't know, I can't help you. 
That's the way the press is reporting it. Let me give it to you in context. Look at what Black Lives Matter is doing. They're calling for the death of a group of people. They are terrorizing people. They are setting cities on fire. Well, tell me, what did the KKK do? Well, gee, now that's different, isn't it? And that's why the press is despised. And until the press corrals themselves and starts looking at themselves, nobody's going to listen to them when they say this person is good, this person is bad. Tommy Laren is uh, with us now from The Blaze. Hello, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Glenn. It's, uh, you know, we're used to this as conservatives. We're used to this as being outside of the mainstream media. So I knew that, you know, I had an idea this was probably going to happen. But uh, at least we put ourselves out there, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I actually thought you did well. And yeah. actually, so did GQ. I mean, GQ wanted to hate you. Um, and, you know, they, they took their typical shots, but they couldn't even hate you. In fact, they said you didn't give them the stereotypical angry, uh, you know, right-wing hate monger that they were obviously wanting. Well, I smiled through the whole thing, and I have to say... The way that some of Trevor Noah's fans and others on the left and what have you are responding to me is vile in many ways. I've seen Twitter. But Trevor himself, after the show, I was actually very impressed with the way he handled me. He said, hey, you know, I know we, oh, we disagree on a lot of things, but I'm glad we could have the conversation. Um, same thing happened with a few folks from the left today saying, hey, I think you did a good job. We disagree, but you held your own. I smiled through the whole thing. Um, I was in, a, obviously, a tough crowd. I don't think that there was a conservative or a supporter in the crowd. Oh, I was no, being no weird. And I just smiled and, and took it because at least I'm brave enough to put myself in a position where I'm going to be attacked. And uh, I think I held my own, and I'm happy with it. Oh, I think you did more than hold your own myself. And Trevor Noah was, I mean, he, he's just horrible. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything else, but he was just horrible. And, and, uh, um, and when it came to you, um, we seemed to feel this way. Did you feel this way? It was like he wasn't even looking at you. He couldn't make eye contact with you. He, I think... And I don't want to speak for him because I don't know what's in his heart and in his mind, but I feel that a lot of times, and you know this better than anyone, Glenn, the liberals, they want to come at you, they want to demonize you, and so they don't want to humanize you. They don't want to look at you and say, hey, you're an actual person. They want to look at you and say, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're the alt-right. And if they look at you and actually engage with you, it makes it harder for them to put you in that pigeonhole. So I think that there was some of that going on. Um, I tried to laugh. Yep. I tried to have a good conversation. On the outset, I was told it was supposed to be late night comedy. We were supposed to have fun and, and disagree. And then sat down and right in with, why are you so angry? And I, I sat down thinking, I'm not angry. I'm you know, typically a pretty happy person. <laughs> but I guess if we want to go there right off the bat, that's fine. I'll play that game. Tommy, did you ever ask anybody on the staff, when did uh, Trevor Noah ever engage in comedy? Have you? <laughs> did you ever ask that question? Because that's a legitimate. Yeah, because we haven't seen any comedy coming seen, from uh, him, and neither has America. Yeah. It was uh, neither did GQ. <laughs> they said it wasn't funny, but that was okay. Yeah, it's only okay because it's Trevor Noah. It's what you expect. 
But anyway, well, do you I want disagree to... with a liberal, or you disagree with anyone on the left, or anyone in Black Lives Matter, or whatever. You disagree with them, and you're automatically a racist. They disagree with you, and they're a social justice warrior, and they they really uh. came at you, and they did you know some kind of a great deed for their cause. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I open my mouth, it doesn't matter what I would have said. If I would have went out there and said I love the Black Lives Matter movement, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, they were already determined to paint me the way that they wanted to, and. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're used to it, so I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. Tommy, I know that they had uh, they heavily edited the interview. I think it was 26 minutes long, and they only aired maybe six minutes of it. What so a surprise. There was a lot taken out of it. But one of the more amazing parts of what they showed on TV was he repeatedly said to you he could not understand your point. He, and he kept saying it. I can't understand it. I've tried so many times to understand your point. That Colin Kaepernick, who the NFL quarterback who kneeled during the national anthem to protest it, you, your point was he has a First Amendment right to do it, but I disagree with him doing it. How can you be for speech and against speech? He legitimately could not comprehend that point. Did he ever at any point clarify or did you ever get to an understanding on what seems to be a pretty basic First Amendment point? Well, he wouldn't listen to me, and that's the thing he kept saying, and everyone still says today, you didn't answer his question, how is a black man supposed to protest? Again, I was telling him, I'm not talking about his right to protest. I'm saying I think the way he did it and the outlet in which he chose to express it, being our flag and our anthem, was wrong, in my opinion, and I voiced that. But he didn't want to listen to what I said, and then he just kept continuing, how should a black man protest? Well, Trevor, quite honestly, Colin Kaepernick didn't vote, so there's one way that a black man can protest <laughs> in an appropriate way. I mean, that would be a start, right? But it's, it's, all, it's all their narrative. I don't think it would have mattered what I would have said because the left, mm-hmm. they fail to understand because they don't want to understand. I, and you and I both have this in common. We legitimately want to understand the worldview of the left, of the liberals, of opposing views. We want to put ourselves in that position to strengthen our own arguments. The left doesn't seem concerned with doing that. They're happy where they sit. They are happy and comfortable, and they feel like they're martyrs for the cause. But I think, like you said at the beginning, that's changing now. You know, we've got Donald Trump as president, love him or hate him. You've got a lot of Americans that voted for him, like you said, that are just sick and tired of this crap. Mm -hmm. We are tired of being labeled. We are tired of being scapegoated for everything. And we're tired of not being listened to. So the times are changing. I think that the Trevor Noahs of the world are going to start seeing that. Well, here's the here's the thing. Um, I was really impressed with Penn Jillette when he went to the atheist. Uh, what was that a reason rally? Yeah, on they the do smaller. Yeah. I think every year. Yeah, and um, it's all these atheists, and and he got up, and what he said was really, I thought, impressive. He said, "We cannot hate or treat people the way we feel we've been treated." We feel that we were yelled at, called names, and everything else. We can't do that to anyone. In other words, let's love our Christian brothers and our Hindu brothers and everybody else who said, you know, atheists are bad people. Let's show them how we should react. Do you feel you did that last night with Trevor uh, Noah? I think I smiled through it. Uh, we had a good conversation after the fact. You know, I don't have any beef, beef with the guy. I expected it to be that way. And you know what? At least they were kind enough to have me on the show. I appreciate that much. Sometimes, as you know, they attack us and they don't even bring us on. And they just want to attack us. So at least he brought me on. Um, I hope to do more of these things. You realize, I hope though, Tommy, they... 
you realize that? that you realize that you don't need them. They need you. You know that, right? <laughs> well, and there was a part, if you look at the extended interview, he tried to tell me that I was now the mainstream because I pulled big numbers on Facebook. Now, that doesn't make me the mainstream. It means that I'm more viewed than you are. But that doesn't mean I'm the mainstream. I've, <laughs> right. I've been able to dupe the mainstream. So that doesn't make me a part of it. It makes me smarter than it. Um, uh, Tommy, um, uh, was it worth doing? It was. Anytime you're able to have these conversations, it's worth doing. At least it got people talking. Um, like I told him last night, I could have gone on Fox News and then watched him kiss my butt. I chose not to do that. I chose to put myself in an environment where I knew I'd be challenged, and I will never regret that. Okay. Tommy Lauren. That's great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Tommy Thanks, Lauren, Lauren, you bet, from the blaze and uh, an up-and-coming, I mean, media powerhouse. Oh, she's um, a superstar. Yeah, she's a superstar. And while um, she is uh, 24, and may I say uh, much more reasoned than I was at 24, <laughs> um, uh, she is... Or 44. She, yeah. 54. <laughs> I'm not 54 yet. Oh, so. really? No, I mean, in normal human years? Are you saying a? Oh, well, let's wait, let's see what he has to say on February tenth. Then it'll be. I won't different. be fifty four, will I? Yeah, you will, right? No, no you'll be. No, nope, that's right, fifty three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't make me into your old man. <laughs> Jeffy's just happy we didn't do an age joke on him for once. Yeah. No, seriously, I had a friend call me, and they're very upset. They wrote to me last night. Oh, very upset with this. You started it. No, very upset. Very upset. upset. with what? With that we're being too nice to Jeffy. We no, get it. They, we like, get it. We have a problem. We have a soft part of our heart. Everything right? always turns mean to Jeffy. And Do th- does he understand that that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to this man's <laughs> life? Do they understand that it is? Everybody loves Jeffy. Said, dear Jeffy to Jeffy. 10 million people. And believe me, it's before this, that was not to going to occur. No, it was not. Uh, he was the. Uh, no, he was on a lot of wanted. I see your face. Post Jeffy. offices. That they I see your face. I see the hurt. Oh, God. oh shut up! Don't even. Don't even play that game. I see the hurt that they're causing. Uh-huh. Listen, you know watch Pat and Stew. It airs after this on the Blaze TV. Watch what happens when we uh, we play with Jeffy and we insult him and call him a Can joke. Can I just tell you... What happens is he escalates the joke every time. Every time. They've installed a board every saying time. bad things about me behind me. I know. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to him I'm with you, Jeffy. Life. I will say that's a low you. hurdle to clear. Yes. Yes, uh, wow. it is. Wow, look at the hate here. Oof. I don't even understand it. I will, t- <laughs> I will tell you, the greatest moment possibly in my broadcast career happened on the Pat Gray Show about eight years ago. <laughs> Pat was just starting to do talk radio, and uh, I was just starting to break out. So the audience knew me, but didn't really know Pat. And Pat... No, my local audience knew me. Yeah, and, and, and Pat was, you know, they, they, everybody knew that we were friends. And there is the oldest joke in the world that used to make him very That's what they didn't know. Right. That's, they didn't know that we've had this long-running thing about right. your mom. Yeah, and, and it used to make him uncomfortable, but the way I dealt with my mother's death was just to massively mock it and make fun of it. You have the darkest sense of humor. Yeah. Anyway, I have a I very know. dark when sense of humor. When you get there. Yeah. Especially on that weird topic because yeah, when it comes to death else and everything else, yeah, I'm, else yeah, really dark sense of humor. <clears throat> and uh, it's the way I get through it. So we get on the air <laughs> and Pat makes his typical joke that I used to make that made him uncomfortable. 
And uh, he made some, I don't remember what it was, but some joke about my mother being dead. Well, it was, no, I won't go there. <laughs> don't go there, yeah. Don't. <laughs> and, uh, it's dark enough we can't even read. Okay. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, oh, go ahead. It's dark go enough ahead. that I, I don't no, Go ahead, go ahead, come on, go ahead. Really? Yeah, go ahead. No, because I, I know exactly no. how you're going to play it after. I am not. I am not. I know exactly how you're going to play it after. I am not. Lucy is play. holding a football pat. Don't oh. try to kick hey, it. Do it. Do it. No, don't do it. Do it, Pat. Don't do it. Do it. I'm taking, I'm taking Stu's advice. Oh, my God. Oh, come oh my on. Wow, if that's the way you want to be. So the point is, he told a joke about your mom, and you did. And it endeared him to the audience. Yeah, and I said to him, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're really saying that about my mom? You're not saying mom? that about my mother, are you? <laughs> and I I've, I've just, uh, for an hour, Frozen everything up. he would say, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm still kind of getting over that. That is one of the most hurtful things that anybody's ever said to me. Oh, it was the it was the greatest. People calling up Pat. I thought I knew you, but my gosh, that was mean. Now this, hundreds of fake retail smartphone apps have been popping up, posing as well-known brands, uh, and they get your birth date and sensitive information. Listen, you can watch for improper uses of English, but I've read Facebook. I don't know if anybody's going to spot that anymore. Um, the easiest way to make sure that your information, your identity is protected is with LifeLock, relentlessly protecting your identity. If you're a LifeLock member, you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based team is going to resolve your case and work with you to resolve it. Free credit monitoring will only detect credit problems. LifeLock detects and fixes identity problems. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, but uh, LifeLock is the best in the business. And right now you get a special 15% discount. Go to LifeLock.com. Call 800-440-4936. Use the promo code BEC15. You'll get that 15% discount. Offer ends at the end of this month, December. 800-440-4936. 800-440-4936. Promo code BEC15. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BEC. Mercury. says a lot this i mean this sincerely says a lot for a joke that pat has told about my mother and her in her death for, for going on 30 years for 30 years that he won't even go on the air he's so afraid of political correctness now wow that right i won't you do won't it. do it don't be glad oh my gosh that was not the joke you told that wasn't the one i meant <laughs> lucy is holding oh my ball, pat. gosh what i tell you what did lucy i tell is, you no that is I not the joke i'm telling you guys that is not the joke that he used to tell that is i mean i don't my mother drown and he would make to do that oh my gosh what the- i know i'm sorry pat oh my- wow <laughs> Wow. I had. It is bad. (laughs) I mean, when you haven't done it for a long time. It is really bad. It does seem. That bad. that joke does because I've never heard that joke and that was really, <laughs> that was really hurtful. That is how it is off air here all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> all the time. 
It's rough. I don't think I can continue to broadcast today. Um, well, the show's over. Why would you continue to broadcast? I don't. Doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I would Please, probably I just can't hear. If you don't come back for tomorrow's show, that would be bringing up all those horrible memories. And I might think that really affected you. I think we'll see you back here. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. I. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury.